Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. And I have an interview today, another interview. I know these interviews on on my YouTube channel have been pretty popular. So I wanted to do do a few more of them. And I've got uh, someone who's really interesting uh, and I think a lot of you out there in the Simple Programmer audience will, will find what, uh, what Eric uh, Gross has to say uh, today to be uh, really, really interesting because he's actually uh, in running a boot camp. And I know I've got a lot of questions in the past about boot camps and developer boot camps and whether or not they're uh, useful, which ones are good, things like that. So hopefully Eric's going to be able to answer a lot of these, these questions for you. So, uh, so thanks, thanks for doing this, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, I, why, don't you, why don't you give a little bit of a background, tell, tell everyone uh, about yourself uh, before we uh, get, get into some questions here. Okay. Well, I, I've got, you know, old school geek chops. I started um, learning to program when I was 11 years old on a VIC-20. Okay. I instantly, instantly dated myself by saying that. Uh, and my, my dad programmed IBM mainframes when, when he was younger. And so he understood binary machine code and assembler and all that. And so when we got the VIC-20... He literally took it apart, showed me all the pieces inside, taught me assembly, taught me binary. And so I, I understood machines from the, from the ground up at an early age. My strong technical training, though, came from the Navy. I was in the nuclear power program I was, where they trained me to be an electronics technician and a computer technician. And I learned digital circuits and computer design and a couple more languages. And, and from that point forward, just jumped into software development. Uh, I've just, like I said, old school geek, been doing this for a long time. Uh, in recent years, I've been a .NET developer, worked on enterprise applications, mainly in the healthcare space, in uh, big business enterprise, a lot of nonprofit, um, and a lot of utilities. So over the last five years, though, we've moved into the boot camp space, and we're having a lot of fun with it. I'm really glad to be able to share some of the stuff we've learned uh, with you and your audience. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, um, so tell me about the, the about about the boot camp industry. Like, how did you get involved with this? This is um, something that I always find interesting. Like, how do how do people get get involved? Decide they're going to start a boot camp? Yeah, it, it isn't like the kind of thing where I just woke up one day and said, "Ooh, I'll start a boot camp." I, yeah. I actually got into this this space because I needed junior developers for my own projects. I was always working a regular contract, but I'd pull in side projects. And a lot of the times, you don't have a lot of time to work on those. And a lot of the more mundane tasks, like building out the views in an MVC app or, or whatever, you don't want to do a bunch of that grunt work. And so I started training a couple of my buddies on the side just to be able to operate well enough to do that kind of stuff for me. And it continued like that for a while. Those guys actually found they had a talent for the industry. You know, I helped them study a bit more, and they eventually you know, got jobs on their own. But it was about two, two and a half years ago when my son came home from high school. And he said, Dad, I want to do a developer boot camp. And he'd been huh. taking a coding class at, at school. He said, I want to do a developer boot camp. And I said, what is a developer boot camp? So it was my kid that actually turned me on to this, right? Okay. So I logged 
I log on to Google and I look it up and my mind explodes. So I'm like, this, this is what I'm, I want to be doing. Yeah. So the intervening two, two and a half years have been a really wild ride. And I, I can share as much as you want to about the, you know, the, the story of how we came to where we are now. But that's how it started is really, I have a passion for teaching. I needed junior developers. And then my kid came home and said, I want to do a developer boot camp. And the light bulb came on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of freelancers eventually become like start agencies, right? With a similar like they they need help. They get junior developers on pretty soon. They build up this this team. But uh, but it's interesting to hear that you went the a different route and 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 took that same thing and said, oh, there's there's a better opportunity here instead of you know, you know instead of being an agency, you've become a, a boot camp. That's 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 pretty interesting. Well, it didn't really. It didn't start out that way. The main problem I was trying to solve was that I needed talent. And finding uh-huh. junior developer talent was quite tough. And it really is. It's still tough to find junior developer talent. As you and a lot of your, your listeners may know, we are severely under, we're underpersonneled, if that's a yeah. word, where we've got, she's got a shortage of, of talent in the industry. So I know we're solving a problem that's been documented in many other places besides here, but it feels really good to be doing so. I didn't go into it knowing all that. I didn't know there was such a shortage. I just knew I personally had a lot of difficulty trying to find junior developers. So it made sense to try to make my own. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense. So tell me about that process then of getting started with with the boot camp. Like, how did you get started? Like, I mean, it, I think a lot of people have ideas. It's always interesting to hear how someone has an idea and then how you actually go to implement that because uh, there's there's often risk involved and it's often I don't know what steps to take. So how did you you know go down that path? Well, this is neat. I like talking about this because we're we're splitting out the process of being an entrepreneur from. How do you run a boot camp? And being an entrepreneur when you're a working developer in any industry, it's really challenging. You can either go out and get a bunch of funding and kind of have a, a war chest to operate off of, or you can buy your bootstraps. And I chose the bootstrap method. I couldn't have gone out and you know borrowed a few hundred thousand dollars and built this, but I didn't. So the whole time I was building this for the first year or two, I was working 40 hours a week in a regular job and yep. developing curriculum and you know teaching people in any spare hour I could. And it was, it was a pretty wild ride. But it was, it was around, oh, beginning of last year that it, it got to the point where I had five or six students on a steady basis. I had enough funding coming in that I could hire someone to help me build this. And I found Jack Stanley, my co-founder. He's not a techie. This is an important point. He's not a technology worker. And that ended up being a really good thing. His expertise is in entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurial you know, activities. He, he's, a, he's been a business owner and or manager for many years. He knows people. He knows process. He knows how to establish a stable activity and help it grow. But he didn't know technology. So when he came along, he found that my curriculum, as, as, as good as I thought it was, wasn't that great. And here's what I mean specifically. This is a lesson learned along the way that probably anybody else who's done a boot camp will be able to identify with. My idea of teaching the fundamentals of computer science and, and computer programming, like how low of an undercut to approach the subject with, mm. turned out to be way off base. Okay. Way off base. Yeah, I, I had a computer science, or sorry, a uh, computer basics course right at the beginning of the program that I thought I was going in with some of the real fundamental things about how CPUs work and, you know, how registers work and how variables work and, you know, control the controlling the flow of execution of a program. And, and I'm going at a real basic level and he's reading this stuff and going, look, I'm a bright guy, Eric. I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. You missed something. 
we missed something here. And that turned out to be a really, really key point in the development of our program because what came out of that was a 185-page computer basics course that breaks down the entire subject of technology to the novice. And it does so without having to have any previous exposure to it and without presenting overly complicated, you know, over -com overly complicated concepts, but still letting you assimilate what is computer science, what is a machine, what's a digital machine, what's a network, how does that work, what is the internet, you know, what is the web, what are all these things, but in terms that any layperson could understand. You get to the end of this, this, this course and it fills in so many holes, so many of those, wow, I've used it my whole life, but I didn't quite know what that thing was. I never, I never understood. It's, it's really been key to the success of our program, that one specific course and the fact that I had a guy to bounce this off of that did not come from 30 some odd years of being a computer geek. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's really interesting because I, I think we, we forget about how much we know, right? Like, and, and how much just a general population doesn't know, like the things that we think are so, so basic. And then and then it, it, it it's funny because I've done like those kind of courses, like, like uh, I don't know if you've read Char Charles Pet. Pet, uh, Charles Petzold's uh, code yes. book, right? Like I, I did a I did a course where I was breaking down, and I was so interesting to teach people like how registers worked and how CPUs and building a primitive, you know, the circuitry for a CPU, and and you know, at the end of it. I, I, I was showing my wife and I was like, oh, you know, see, look, now you understand. And she's like, I don't get not even a bit. Nope, like, not a bit. Broke it down <laughs> so simply. And, it, and I was, I was building off of so many more complex structures that I didn't realize were, were complex. You know, yeah. for me, they weren't for, for another computer programmer, they weren't. And it was interesting, but for someone just like a layperson that had, didn't know this stuff. Yeah. It, it's that, that's, that's interesting. So that's good that you do that because, because that, I, I guess that that ramp, um, you know, you you can you could probably appeal to a wider audience than than a boot camp that maybe just kind of throws you in the fire. Yeah, and that really has to do with the philosophical approach we have to, to teaching. I didn't really know these two terms. I found out about them after we implemented our program. But the terms are top down and bottom up, as regards how to teach someone a practical subject. And with the top-down approach, you basically throw the person into working with the actual tools of the job. You give them, you know, they're, they're thrown into a real live project, and they've got to figure a lot of things out as they go along. Now, whenever I talk about that with an experienced developer, they're like, yeah, that's, that's how I learn. You know, you give me a weekend, and I'm going to spin up Node and figure out what I'm doing with it. And, and, and I can deal with the fact that I have no familiarity with that specific technology because I right. have so much of a, a frame of reference around it and so much of a, a known world that it fits in that I can handle the fact that I don't get at first how this one specific tool works. You do that with a newbie. You do that with a person who has not been a skilled developer and they, they're forced to, to make those connections that are the fundamental building blocks of what underlies the specific tool they're using without being told what those connections are. And sometimes they get it right. And it's wonderful, and you see a guy just blossom under that, but more often than not, they get lost, or they get this, there's this perception that this must be some advanced esoteric body of knowledge that only very interesting or nerdy people can get, when that's not really true. It's that the approach to presenting that knowledge to them if it wasn't, may not be flawed, but it might not be the best way for that person. So that, that is our approach, is really a bottom-up. You teach those fundamentals 
before you start layering on top of them. Yeah. There's a lot more to say about that, but that, that, that's it's huge. And you're right in opening up the subject to a much broader audience. And because of that, our student body is really diverse. It's really, yeah. it's not just the guys that have, you know, done a few coding tutorials online and already know that they love this stuff or, you know, have been geeking around with computers a long time and, and just want a faster way into the industry. It's housewives and interior designers and, you know, guys that have been plumbers and it, it's all over the map. But they found that that sort of an approach lets them gradually build up to the point where they can, you know, be building an N-tier application and know what they're doing and feel great about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, I mean, we everything we learn is an analogy, right? We always, and it's something that we already know, and we have to relate. And so if you don't, <laughs> if you're totally out of this space, then you, you don't have a lot of, like, oh, yeah. a lot of context to, to draw from. So, so you, you might draw the wrong connections, which is bad, you know, because you... Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah. Um, so, so tell me a, a little bit about, uh, just about boot camps in general, about this rise of boot camps. Like, why do you think this is happening? It's, you know, it's, I, I always, I always talk about how traditional education is, is changing and, you know, I've done a lot of plural site courses and stuff, but it just seems like we're just moving in this, this totally different direction. Uh, what, what's your, what do you think about that? Well, you know, until about two months ago, I couldn't really express this very well. And in fact, I found out that the way I feel about it was actually expressed better than I could by a, a really good friend of ours. We were fortunate enough early on in the development of the program to, to strike up a friendship with the head of the computer science department of a local university, George Fox University. They're a, a great smaller uh, private school out in, in the area. And the head of the computer science department, Dr. Brent Wilson, is a personal friend and also a tremendous friend of the school. He's been our curriculum advisor. He's just, he's helped us out tremendously. And he and I and, and my co-founder were sitting down with the head of the Technology Association of Oregon um, a few months back. And almost that exact same question was posed to him by the head of the TAO, the Technology Association of Oregon. And his response, I'm not going to get it word for word, but it made, made so much sense. He said, really, there's just there's two different sorts of approaches here in solving the, the, the shortage of technical talent. You have the traditional four-year degree route, that, that academic route and you have the rise of these boot camps. He says, my observation about the different product that's produced by each is this, that the guy who goes to this four-year degree, he's gonna get a much broader set of data and a pretty deep dive into certain segments of it because he's got four years to go over this stuff. But he isn't gonna have current practical skills that are right. needed for the job. And then you get the guy that comes out of the boot camp. And if it's a well-designed boot camp, he, he doesn't have that breadth of coverage of, of, of subjects. For example, I don't know a boot camp that actually has any sort of like real strong coursework on compiler design. Sure. As an example, right? But if you're a computer science grad, then you probably you know, made one on your own or at least you know, studied that to some extent. So you got this guy that's a, a boot camp graduate. He doesn't have that, that breadth. Although if it's a good program, it's, it's decently wide, but he's got a much deeper dive and he's got those practical skills. He says, when you get both of those guys out on their first job, neither of them are that useful right out of the gate. Right. The guy that's got the four-year degree, he doesn't know about the modern process of software development and, and how agile works and what it means to just get shippable code out right now, thank you very much, and then go back and clean up later. And you know all these things that we take for granted because we know how to do the job, not just the technical data behind coding. Right. He's got to learn those. 
He says after two, three years, now you got a good, decent, mid-level developer that's a real valuable member of the team. He says on the flip side, you get the guy that's done with the boot camp, he's also not a rock star out of the gate. He doesn't have that breadth of experience to draw on, but you can put him to work on certain things right away. Two, three years down the line, you have a great mid-level developer. They're both now on a par. It's just two different ways of achieving the same thing. You can get a guy in three, four, five months, you throw him onto a junior developer role, yes, you have to mentor him. You yeah. have to mentor the, the new computer science graduate too. Believe me, I've worked with them. Right. <laughs> we, we actually had some of them we brought on either as instructors or, or developers. I had one guy that literally couldn't spin up a WordPress site and make some basic changes on the back end given three days. And I went, shouldn't you be able to at least find a tutorial, find a book, find something <laughs> and in two or three hours yeah. spin up a site? And he couldn't. You know, okay, fine. Totally got it. Sit down with that guy, work with him. And again, after two or three years, you're going to have a really, really good developer. The same is true for our graduates. Two, three yeah. years down the line, they're awesome. But they're, I think they're a little more useful right out of the gate, but I'm kind of biased. No, that makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, there's a few things that, you know, to unpack there, I think, that with, with what you said. It reminds me of what was a World War II when, uh, you know, they, uh, the women went into the factories, right? Because yep. it was like, you know, before then it was, you know, it was profession, but then it became necessity. And it was like, oh, we could train people on the job or we can train them just what they need to know in order to get this production out. I feel like we're almost there in the software development um, industry. And, and I, I guess, you know, I was around before the boot camps, but I had a similar, like I went and I learned, I self-taught kind of boot camp myself and then mm -hmm. went back and filled in the computer science degree stuff later. And I, and I, I could see that as, as, as an advantage of if the boot camp is like, you can get a job now, you know, and, and get started, but you're not going to be super, super useful until you fill in some of that other knowledge yeah. which which you'll do you know if you're if you're if you like this profession and, and you get into it whereas you know a lot of computer science graduates they <laughs> like you said it's and it's interesting too just that whole thing about a wordpress site it's like i bet someone who graduates from boot camp because of the learning style is much more likely to be able to figure out something on their own mm -hmm. whereas someone who who goes through four years of, of of college not to you know not to knock people with with degrees i've got i've got my degree um but but sometimes when you're spoon-fed knowledge you you don't develop that also important skill of 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 how do you learn things on your own how do you you know you know could you could someone tell you hey like you said i think that's a great test is like can you spin up a wordpress site and change something on the back end and it's like there's there's two kinds of people and you quickly find out who's a self-learner and who has to be taught a thing and, and you can yes. teach someone to become a self-learner but but you know our, our old archaic kind of educational systems tend to tend to be more towards the spoon feeding. Yeah, it is, and that actually speaks. I'm glad you brought that up. It speaks directly to again. I talk philosophy a lot when you're teaching. Really, you've got to have a viewpoint from which you're teaching, and, right. and viewpoint is philosophy, right? So the philosophy we have in that regard is that if you if you teach a guy how to think. Mm -hmm. now you've gotten somewhere. If you teach a guy how to, like how to do a specific procedure, you've made a technician. Right. We're trying to teach people how to think like a developer. And there's actually a lot of work that goes into our program, quite apart from the technical data, into what's the job actually like? How do you think like a developer? How do you approach a problem? How do you isolate the segment of the system that you can you can guarantee does not include your defect and concentrate on the part that, 
that you know it's somewhere in there and continue to narrow it down. How, how do you break things off into bite-sized pieces and build, build, say, a complex class and its methods one bite at a time rather than I'm going to design the, you know, the entire Eiffel Tower all at once? Like, how do you think that way? And if you haven't done that with someone, if you haven't gotten into that viewpoint about how to think, then they're not going to do as well on the job. Exactly. You know, in this career, because in this career, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a machinist and the core basic technologies that they use have been around for 35 to 40 years. There've been advancements in how quickly those machines can do their job, but a CNC machine is a CNC machine. You learn that technology, you're good. You and I both know that the core set of technologies that are being used for modern development right now will absolutely not be the same ones that are used 10 years from now. Right. Yeah, it, not not even used two years from now, really. I know. You know, I mean, Hello, but, yeah. you know? <laughs> when I started out, I was learning C++, and it was like you could become a master of C++. Like I, I remember like reading so many books and becoming a master of the intricacies of the language because mm -hmm. it, it, it was stagnating. It was going slow enough that you could do that, and if you're a real good C++ guru, you could get a good job. But now... There's no way you can't do that. It's crazy. Like you, the technology moves so fast that that becoming a master of if you became a master of Node right now, like knew the inside out all of everything about Node, well, that might suit you for a year <laughs> or two. Exactly. But, but exactly. it's not, not going to make you're not going to make a career off of, of that. I mean, not to say again, you know, specialization is really important, but 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 it's it's like you said. I think you hit on it. The key thing is is just that ability teaching to to think. Because once yeah. you can do that, then you can pick up any technology and you understand it's all the same thing. We're all, it's just, you know, but, but it, it's, it's how you apply it. It's, it's, it's a different, you know, the different packaging. So it, it is. And it's one of the things that has is colored our entire program. It, it, it's imbued with the idea that if you, um, you're not trying to make a technician in a certain set of tools, Right. Some of the boot camps, not, not all boot camps are like this, but I, I know the industry really well at this point. Some boot camps are, are, are trying to do that. They are trying to make just a Ruby on Rails technician, if you will, or just a front end technician. And I use the word technician with only a slight degree of disparagement. And the reason I, 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 I would say that is that you can accomplish a great deal in giving someone a really good deep dive into um, a modern web development framework like Ruby on Rails, for example. And you can produce someone that can jump on the job and be of tremendous value right out of the gate. And that's awesome. But if along the way they haven't learned the fundamentals of CPUs and memory and how this, mach this digital machine works and all the way down to assembler and binary and you know the concepts of modularity and encapsulation and abstraction, if you haven't taught them the whole framework underlying why Ruby is the way it is, how awesome it is, then two, three, four years from now, when Ruby is no longer the flavor of the moment, not all of them will survive that transition. Right. Some of them will, not all will. Our goal is to create a well-rounded developer who understands the fundamentals of the subject well enough that when that change inevitably comes, he's got a much better chance with a lot of you know, continued self-learning and, and, and self-study and such to make it through that and have a real long-term career. I don't have enough of, uh, you know, a long-term look at the product being produced by a more tightly focused bootcamp to know that, that their route is not the best. But my observation is that my success personally in the industry is doing great part to the fact that I do have that, that 
deep underlying fundamental knowledge in computer science and fundamentals of programming. That's taken me a long way because everything we just talked about, things change so fast. So yeah. that's, part, that's part of what we're trying to do with the boot camp here. That makes sense. And that's how I can see that, that you differentiate yourself. Like, because a lot of the boot camps, like you said, that I see, they're very, very focused on technology. And, and, and like you said, I, I also don't know. I mean, that it, there's value yeah. for sure there, you know, to oh, be yeah. an expert. But, but like, you, like, like you said also, like the things that I attribute to the success of my career is my ability to adapt and, and, and having good fundamentals that I eventually went back and learned, even though I started off as kind of a technician approach, but, mm-hmm. but going back and learning those fundamentals is, is key because then you can, you can pick up anything. It doesn't matter. I mean, you look at a programming language that you've never seen before, and if you have solid fundamentals, you can sort of figure it out and understand how it works. Um, so, um, so, so tell me about then uh, a little bit about, I always get this question, right? A lot of, a lot of, uh, of people that are in the simple programmer audience ask me some variation of essentially, John, should I go to college and get a four-year degree? Should I go to a boot camp? Should I, you know, what should mm-hmm. I do? So they, they're trying to figure out, you know, whether they should or, or, or should they self-teach and should they like you know tr- try to find all kinds of free learning material and and it'll take them longer so what what do you think like what kind of person should should choose the boot camp approach this is really good I, you know i'm going to answer that by first just addressing the kind of people who, who should look at the other routes the okay. self-study route is one that i actually understand really well i had really good training in the navy i have from the age of 11 been a self-studier in fact <laughs> just to tell you how i learned basic way back in the day right I, <laughs> in my tiny small town in northern california was a hardware store uh, ace hardware and that was back when tandy radio shack was affiliated with them so they had a small tandy radio shack section inside this hardware store and i'm in yeah. rural northern california where it's fishing and logging and that kind of thing then they got these computers over there in 1982 or three and nobody's touching them. And there's this TRS-80, a trash 80, sitting on literally a pedestal. It was on a pedestal in the middle of this place. And I saw it, and nobody was looking at it. Nobody was touching it. I went down to that hardware store every day after school from about 4.30 to 6 for about three or four months and taught myself basic. Standing at a trash 80. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because I loved it. I was just, I was wrapped. It was, it was fantastic. And to this day, a lot of what I do is self-study, but I, I can't lose sight of the fact that I had a mentor before that. I had my dad literally break open a machine and show me here's the central processing unit. Here's all the input output bus wires, how they all connect to everything. Look, we bought ourselves a tape drive look what it is it's just a cassette tape but it records magnetically these binary states what's binary eric oh let's dive into that so i had that mentor at the beginning so i had a little bit of the fundamentals i could build on them my personal track in self-study was great that said (laughs) although those young people in the audience listening to this are going yeah this is an old fogey you're right it was 1981 two and three the industry was nothing like it is now you can't keep up it's part yeah. of the problem. You can't keep up. The other thing is that we've found for the self-study guys, because we enroll a lot of people who've done some self-study, is that this industry is, this is a generality, but it's woefully unaware of the fact that, like I was, our idea of the fundamentals and basics is way above most people's heads. 
And so you can go into almost any basic tutorial or a book about a, a subject where it's like X for dummies and you know that the idiot's guide to Y or whatever, right? And they will do something like this. They'll say, you know, chapter one, we're going to just deal with the fundamentals of whatever language or whatever framework. We're not going to go into blah, 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 and blah. And they mention four or five things that are completely overhead, over the head of the reader or listener. And now they go, what? We're not going to talk about what? And you've already lost them. You've lost yeah. them. You know, here, we're not going to talk about ActiveX. Do you know how hard it is to explain ActiveX to a noob? Like, come on, it isn't because they're a noob. It's because there's so many things under ActiveX. Hey, let's go all the way down to Calm. And down, like, oh, my, I'm gonna, I want to shoot myself. Right. <laughs> so this is the thing that our guys who are, are self-study, you know, people who arrive at our doors tell us is that they can only go so far. They'll find really good content from Pluralsight, from Linda, that sort of thing. But they start to step beyond that into, okay, how do I do the actual practical aspects of the job? I learned the fundamentals. How do I put together an actual end-tier application, some data-driven thing? And they hit this wall of technical terms being thrown around without adequate definition, a lack of like understanding of the whole framework of the industry that they're operating in, and they get rapidly overwhelmed. It isn't that you can't self-study in this industry. I worked with a great developer at an aerospace company a few years ago that had, was completely self-taught. He was a renegade and a rebel, and he was the first one to tell you, listen, my code will not fit any convention that you probably have, but it works, and my bosses are happy with me, you know? Right. But that's the exception to the rule. So that, that's what I've seen with, with self-study is you have to have a tremendous amount of discipline and be willing to wade through a lot of very confusing um, terminology and tutorials and material, but you can make it. If you're really disciplined, then you can deal with that. Then there's the four-year degree. There's elements of, I brought up the idea of compiler design, for example. I've never made a compiler. I would love doing that. Now, I've done some domain-specific language things, and it's sort of the same kind of concept. You're, you're dealing with interpreters and almost compiling down to executables. But, but it's not the same thing as that deep dive you get from a degree. And when you get a really good computer science graduate who then learns how to do the job and how to be part of a modern software developer team, you've got a resource of unbelievable value. Right, so, yeah. It's a good route. It does take four, five, six years, depending on what you're doing. So here's the third route. And, and you ask, like, who, is, who would a, a software developer be, can't be for? It's for, the, it's for the person that doesn't want to take, he wants to take time out of it. He wants to take time out of it. And he's willing to sacrifice, you know, a few thousand dollars and four, five, six months of his time. And the fact that he knows going in, there's no way they're going to teach me that breadth of material that a four-year degree will give me. But I'm trading that for the ability to just be turned into a practical worker in the industry. And I can continue to learn those things on my own afterwards, but I'll make 50, 70, $80,000 a year while I'm studying them. I like that equation. And a lot of our graduates do too. They continue to go on, they continue their community college classes or their local university classes after they've gotten a job, but they're making 70 Gs a year and doing some night classes. They'll get the degree four, five, six years down the line but they're perfectly happy with that route. So yeah. it's for that kind of person wants to take the time out of it and, and, and needs to, maybe you're needing to jump ship from one career to another. You can't take the time off to not make any money for four years. So yeah. that's what we've observed from our students the kind of people that gravitate towards um, the program and do well in it.
Okay. Yeah. I see. I really like that approach. This is something I kind of counsel people on is, is that I don't like when people go out and they get these four year degrees and they are $70,000 in debt. And then I'm like, you've spent four years in order to accumulate 70,000. Like it's going to take you a long, long time to make up that right in your, and then you're going to pay interest on this. This is just, right. but, it, but if you can get started with the boot camp for something that's a lot cheaper, you know, 10 to 20 K or, you know, and get started and that's, and then you can get a job right away, like within six months or a year and you're making money and then you're doing correspondence school. Yes. It's going to be harder. Yes. You know, it's, it's easier to be a full-time student, but, yeah. but then if you're, if you're taking those classes and maybe it'll take longer to get your, your degree, but you know, and now also you're interested in the, you know, you go through the computer science workload in the four-year degree and you've never done any of this work in the real world. Right. And so that stuff isn't really that, in it's like, I always thought like, you know, I just went to DC, went to a trip uh, to Washington, DC. Yeah. And when I was in school learning about, you know, American history, I didn't give a crap. I didn't, mm -hmm. but when, when I was in DC oh, and yeah. I'm seeing it, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going out, I'm at night, I'm looking up on Wikipedia. I'm like, you know, learning all this American history because it's now really interesting to me. Yeah. Or like when I travel overseas or something in, the, in you know, European history and all this stuff. But it's like, I, I always think of it the same way. It's like, if you've got the job and now you're going to school and you're taking these classes, this stuff suddenly becomes a lot more interesting because yeah. it relates to something that you're doing as opposed to like, you're just getting all this information. I don't know which of it's useful. So. Right. Greg, you're spot on. You also reminded me of a really cool thing that we see happen with our students. We have students that are coming in their 40s and 50s and sometimes even 60s. And they, they, some of them are worried about like, how marketable am I going to be? Are, is there going to be any sort of age factor in, in what I'm doing? And what we've observed, I know this to be true because you know, I'm 45, almost 46 years old. And I, I know what my peers are like in this industry. They're really good people. I knew that a person that's coming to us with 20 25 years already in the in you know in the workplace having done whatever they've done maybe even risen to some level some level of management or having to cooperate with people and work you know as a member of a team what they bring to the table that's separate from their technical knowledge they'll learn at a boot camp is really really valuable one of yep. them, I also in a consulting company and by the way I highly recommend this this model I have a, a software developer and consulting company and I get to cherry pick my best developer <laughs> out of the school nice. and it worked really well right and I, um, I hired a, a lady as my project manager over the consulting company who had spent about 20 years working in the insurance industry for a rather well-known insurance company. And she rose to a level of management, hired, fired, built, you know, established policy, ran call centers, ran big teams. She's unbelievably valuable in the technology yeah. industry. And it isn't just because she knows her data. It's because she knows people. She knows, how to, she knows how to put up with it if you might have a slight disagreement with management and just, just deal with it. You get a guy who's 19, 20 years old, thinks he knows everything and then some, and you might have a little more difficult time with that. So our guys that are you know, coming to this as a second career, they get hired faster and for more money, which is yeah. a really cool thing to see. I knew that would be the case, but we had to get the graduates out and get them hired for them to go, wow, that worked out really well. So, but it, it just speaks to what you're talking about. You're coming to this new subject, but you're not new. You know, you've been, you've been living for a while. You've seen some things. So. Right. 
exactly yeah yeah i found that to be true too just it's 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 interesting how many how, how much stuff carries over that you know I've, I've interviewed a lot of people that have come from different totally different backgrounds and then they become right. a developer and and suddenly like within two or three years they're as good as a developer that's been developing for 15 years yeah and it's it's interesting because you know so much of it is is the soft skills that uh you know that that's it's in that you it actually lets you accelerate your learning faster too as well because you're absolutely and, and by the way um i know you didn't lob that to me as a softball i'm going to grab it anyway because i i value what you do so much one of the hallmarks of our program from the very beginning when i envisioned what i wanted to do was i wanted to concentrate as heavily on the soft skills as the, as the harder technical skills and we work really hard on that to, to work with people on the communication skills honestly even their 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 physical appearance and their presentation their manners and how yeah. they prepare for and do phone interviews prepare for and do live interviews and on the um, the live project portion of our program, where they're actually part of a Scrum team building, you know, software, how do they, you know, how they cooperate as part of a team? We concentrate on it really heavily, and I know that's near and dear to your heart because it, you know the, the book you wrote on soft skills, and I, I admire that a lot. It's right in line with what my entire team here believes, which is that if you produce a, a person who is both a competent technically, but almost even more importantly. Takes the, takes the time to actually understand and care about their effectiveness in communicating with other people and achieving real understanding and achieving cooperation. You, you turn out a graduate like that, now you've delivered more than what's expected. Yeah. You, you know, if, if what's expected from an entry-level developer is with a bit of hand-holding and a mentorship program, I can shove him onto a project and he'll you know, learn stuff over the next two or three years and then be valuable. Okay, good. We got that. But what if... He's a pleasure to be around, and he can communicate highly technical concepts to lay persons like business owners and project managers in an easy, easy to understand form. Now you've got a horse of a different color, you know, with a tremendous amount of value, and that's what we're trying to turn out here. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that approach. I, obviously, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that it, it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. When, you know, when you think about the kind of people that you would hire, you know, as, as being now in the in the position where where I where, where I'm more so hiring than than working for people, it's. Uh, I know what, what kind of person I want. <laughs> yeah. I, I could go into an interview now and, and do exactly, you know, I know exactly what would, would make someone who's a business owner looking to, to, you know, increase the value of their company, what they're looking for. And it's Absolutely. not just technical competency. No, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I got a job once where I was, the guy that I apparently was competing with had interviewed the day before me and he was 23 years old. He wore a hoodie, yeah. a hoodie on his job interview. He had headphones in the whole time he was being interviewed. Like, oh, wow. Yet, you know, at that point, I could have just, <laughs> if I had, if I could fog up a mirror, I would have gotten the job, you know, because <laughs> you don't do that, you know. So I know that's relatively rare in our industry, but it does happen. We make sure it doesn't happen with our graduates. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to they know good manners. That's great. Yep. So, um, so tell me then. Um, okay. So, someone we we've kind of talked about like boot camps in general, um, and, and the kind of person that that should be looking for a boot camp. Now, yeah. if if I'm going to get go for a boot camp, because there's a lot of boot camps out there, right? Yeah. Um, what what are the criteria that someone should use for deciding? You know, what kind of boot camp that they should go to, and how to judge a boot camp? Because I think this is the other thing too. Is it's like anyone can open up shop and call themselves a developer boot camp, Right. And so there's kind of this fear. I think a lot of people are afraid. It's like, I mean, that's a pretty significant investment. You know, what, 
you know, how do you know, how can you evaluate someone and, and choose a boot camp uh, correctly? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that a lot of our, our, our students have told us worked really well for them is that they looked to the graduates of the program and very often would look on review sites or ask us if we could put them in touch with a, you know, a graduate, which we're, we're happy to do. That's like you could, that's the horse's mouth. That's a person that's been through the program and knows what it's like. So if you have that available to you, by all means, try to do that. You can talk to somebody who's been through the program, but just in general terms, the things I'd recommend a person looks for is that the approach taken by the school is less concerned with the specific language they think is the coolest thing since sliced bread and more concerned with, okay, how do I equip this incoming student to have a good long-term career? I'd be looking at that. And this goes back to some of the things we've talked about earlier with the whole idea of like creating just a technician in one skill set and that sort of thing. Well, the guy who's looking at a boot camp probably doesn't know enough to evaluate, is this the right language that should be taught? Am I, am I learning the right web application framework? They probably don't even know what a web application framework is, right? right. So the, one of the things I would also caution people to look for is if you are being told by a boot camp that no, this is the language to learn. This is the hottest thing since sliced bread. Everybody's hiring in it. You need to know this language. I look at that closely because I can tell you from, like, from the point of view of, of what we put together as a program that we're less concerned with the specific language we're, we're teaching and more concerned with, are we giving the person a broad enough skill set in the bag of tools that a good developer needs? Does he have you know, one or two good scripting languages, for example? Does he have one or two object-oriented programming languages that he can work in? Does he have one or two web application frameworks where he understands what that is and how to work with them? That's going to give him what he needs when he gets on the job to deal with any any version of those tools that he wasn't taught on, it's fine because he knows how that tool works. Right. Well, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I th I've taken up enough of, of your time here anyway. I think we're, that's pretty much all the questions that, that, that I have. Um, I appreciate you, you taking the time uh, oh, yeah. for, for this interview. And, and just to, as a disclaimer for everyone, uh, you know, I, I'm not being paid to promote uh, Eric's boot camp. He's going to talk about some of my stuff to his students, which he was doing already. But yeah. um, I, you know, when Eric had emailed me and I'd I'd I'd, I'd seen his 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 boot camp, uh, I, I thought this is this, we 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 think similar have have similar you know ways of thinking. So I, I really wanted to to talk to Eric about this because you know there's few people I, I don't know you know I don't want to knock the boot camp industry, but there's not a, a lot of people that I trust. And Eric was the first person I really, really came across. I was like, okay, I, I, I trust exactly what, what he's doing when I checked out his stuff. And so I wanted to, you know, I figured that viewpoint would be very useful to, to everyone who keeps on asking me about boot camps and boot camps. So, uh, so it's good, good to have, uh, you know, someone that, that, that you can trust. And, and I definitely recommend that you check out uh, Eric's boot camp. So um, just to wrap this up, Eric, maybe you just tell people um, where they can find you and, and where they can find um, your, uh, your program if they're, if they're interested in, in, in enrolling or checking it out. Absolutely. The, the website is pretty simple. It's techacademyportland.com techacademyportland.com and that'll you know show them everything one need to know in terms of the curriculum you know frequently i ask questions success stories from graduates all that sort of thing and if they want to then get a hold of us on that website that'd be great we're i'm glad to talk to anybody we've talked to people that are across the country and it turns out they just need someone who's been in the industry to give them some advice and they end up going to a local boot camp where they are that's fine 
I mean, they can do our program remotely, by the way. We do a fully remote um, delivery as well. But we're, we are just, we are here to help. Where this is a good fit, we'll help you get enrolled. And where it isn't, then, you know, hey, at least we've been part of moving you towards a career in the industry, which we're happy to do. So, yeah, techacademyportland.com. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Eric. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, wish you the, the best success with, uh, with, with your bootcamp program. I'm, I'm sure it'll, it'll be growing. Uh, it sounds like you got a really good base, uh, base that you're building it off of. So, Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. 